Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I'm your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside at an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece, then follow up with some mainstream media news articles, and give my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, May 12th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Why Would Rural Americans Vote for Those Who Hate Them? It never ceases to amaze me when the same politicians and pundits who spew vile rhetoric aimed at rural Americans all year, all year long, turn around and ask for those same Americans' votes. The New York Times, the titular paper of the record that pushed Trump-Russia collusion, lies while ignoring the Biden crime family quid pro quo money-making in Ukraine, recently featured an opinion piece claiming that Biden has already done more for rural America than Trump ever did. Democrat lemmings quickly regurgitated the overrated rags propaganda. After feeling the tug on his leash from the old witch Pelosi, the honey-trapped congressman Eric Swalwell whose dim-wittedness made him a natural target for the Chinese Communist Party to compromise, laughably insisted that under China's Joe's lethargic leadership, we are all doing much better, especially rural America. As is only fitting for a regime requiring its own Ministry of Truth, Swalwell then instructed his brain-dead Twitter followers to share the Times story, to make sure we all understand. And so, right on schedule as midterm elections near, the anti-democratic Democrat Party pretends rural America voters have never had it so good, and certainly better than the gun-toting, Bible-thumping, racist rednecks deserve. Ah, the political and condescension still smells worse than pig manure on a hot day. For the record, the only people better off in rural America during the reign of Joe Obama are the Bill Gates billionaires and mysterious Chinese corporations buying up farmland throughout the country. For everyone else, Obamacare destruction of rural hospitals, nonsensical Green New Deal diktats, outrageous fuel and feed costs, infrequent yet prohibitively expensive fertilizer shipments, and destabilized supply chains, plus the return of big government agricultural regulation and Chinese trade appeasement, 
have created grim economic times and uncertain futures. In President Trump, farmers had a man who understood their needs and fought for their interests. In President Dementia, farmers have an enfeebled man who has no sympathy for their needs and fights for China's interests. Only 2% of America's population roll up their sleeves and farm the land so that everyone else has clothes to wear and food to eat. There are many admirable professions, but none so vital as the farmers. It's hard, sweaty work, often providing unpredictable income. When the federal Leviathan insists on imposing its jurisdictional flats on everything from pesticides to rain puddles, that work gets harder and more unpredictable. When a bunch of know-nothing armchair academics micromanage what's going on out here as if Stalin's five-year plan were back in fashion, then food shortages and price hikes become inevitable. You cannot farm from the comfort of an air-conditioned Georgetown. You cannot feed America by undermining Americans' farmers. And if you cannot feed America, what is the point of flexing American muscle over breached borders in Ukraine? Farming attracts a certain kind of people. Those who are willing to put their fortunes on the line season after season, herd after herd, for uncertain reward. You can do everything right and still suffer the unforgivable fates of panicurous weather and disease. You can work your tail off just to eke by. In fact, when conditions are rough, just eking out a living perversely requires working harder than ever. You can put in a long day's work just to discover that your efforts were in vain. You can have a great crop or healthy cattle one day only to find fungus and parasites destroying you have the next. If you wanted to know what the business of life is, find a farmer. It takes grit and spit and blood and many days under the hot sun. Snowflakes would melt. The champagne socialists would croak. There's no time for victim, victims, tantrums, or privileged, privileged pity parties out of rural America. Something, something else that dis distinguishes rural Americans from the Mar Marxist running D.C. is what you might call the harsh uh, democration separating theory from application. For the bureaucratic ruling class squatting near the Potomac, there's no idea stupid enough that can't be retried a dozen times. You would think those elitists most often inclined to defend themselves through their academic pedigrees would actually learn from historical failures written down in the books they, at least pretend to, have read. Alas, repeating mistakes is Washington's forte. Printing mo money has never produced sustainable prosperity, but D.C. doesn't care. No nation has ever survived while prostrating itself before the false gods of multiculturalism and diversity. But the federal government wants illegal immigration, and so shall have it. 
No country can remain military dominant while choking off its energy supplies, weakening its armed forces, and provoking needless foreign conflicts abroad. But the Washington war machine can't feed on peace alone. In D.C., well-bred royalty can theorize about the benefits of rampant inflation, illegal immigration, and war. In the real world, where theories go to die, there is no refuge from the consequences of idiotic rantings embraced by charlatans, commies, and crackpots. In rural America, something either works or it doesn't. There's no wiggle room to repeat the same mistake ten times or theorize why something should have worked on principle. There's not enough room for error to complain to those who depend on your efforts that you had the best of intentions. Hope and change. Don't get a field plowed or a crop harvested. Build back better is an insult to people who build for a living every single day. Theory is luxury that takes a back seat to serious hard work and determination. Bureaucrats have never seen a problem they can't make worse. Rural Americans have never seen a problem they don't expect to fix themselves. There are no excuses. There are no second chances. It's get to work, get it fixed, get her done. And for working their heart out doing the dirty jobs that white-collared empty suits demean and ignore, rural Americans receive nothing but mockery and derision from the Democrat Party. They are slandered as racists when it's impossible to find a more welcoming group of Americans. They are belittled as rednecks because they sweat for what they own. They are ridiculed as religious extremists because they have the good sense to thank God each week for all they have. They are scorned for proudly waving the American flag in their yards and from their trucks, even when the government Leviathan, purportedly serving that flag, instead works diligently to undermine all they are. Rural Americans keep America afloat, and for their effort, they are one of the few groups of people the paragons of political correctness openly abuse. Yet that's okay, because rural Americans are tougher and don't ask for sympathy and always figure out a way to survive, no matter how difficult the next challenge. They're winners in this life because they know intimately just what a gift life is. They know how to keep getting back up on their own because if they did not, they would be gone. But surely that's enough of a load for one group of Americans to shoulder without also forcing them to stomach the Democrat Party's biennial attempts to claim that it deserves rural Americans' votes when Democrats go out of their way between elections to show their absolute hatred for rural America's voters. For all that rural America does for everyone else, that really shouldn't be too much to ask. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. 
Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Subscribe to the Knights Party newspaper, The Crusader, the premier voice of white resistance in America. Published quarterly by the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan, the oldest and largest Ku Klux Klan in America. Actually, the oldest and largest white nationalist organization in America. Find out what's really happening today in our great country. A year subscription mailed within the United States is only $20. International delivery available as well. Call for rates and to start your subscription today. 870-427-3414. Come on down. The price is always right at the American Heritage Store. We've got all your pro-white needs at reasonable prices. Tell them what we got, Bob. Okay. We've got belt buckles, hats, pins, flags, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and items too many to mention here. Go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and tap on the American Heritage Store banner and see for yourself. No mask required here. Okay, uh, before I get into this evening's uh, news articles, uh, this uh, Thursday evening's uh, news, uh, I want to uh, answer a uh, lady's question. Uh, I'm going to play a uh, voice um, uh, mail uh, that was left for the Rust Belt Klansman show, and uh, uh, I'm going to answer... Uh, this lady's uh, question. Uh, first, I'm going to play the uh, um, the voicemail that was left. Hey, um, Rust Belt Klansman, my name is Celeste, and um, I hear, I really like your message of white pride. Um, as a younger woman, I was... Um, I had two kids with my ex-husband, and he happens to be uh, Latino. Um, is it possible to teach my children white pride if they're not completely white? You know, wh where does that put me um, as a white mother, um, you know, defending white nationalism and white supremacy? So uh, thank you so much, Russ Bell Klansman. Okay, Celeste, uh, if you are listening to this evening's show, which hopefully you are, uh, I got this voicemail on Anchor FM, uh, which uh, distributes uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show other places. Uh, the home for the Rust Belt Klansman, though, is White Pride Radio. Uh, at the end of the show, uh, Celeste, uh, stick around and catch the uh, email address for the show and uh, email in and I will find out some more information for you, for you uh, 
in the meantime. Uh, now, as far as uh, Ku Klux Klan organization, uh, at least the one that I am in, um, uh, one has to be of white European descent. Uh, they cannot have mixed race children. Uh, so uh, the organization that I am in um, wouldn't be able uh, to take you as a member. Uh, there are other ways to support us, though. Uh, and I will check into um, other uh, organizations to see if I could find one uh, that you could take, uh, you know, uh, take your place in. Uh, it is a shame because uh, many people don't understand the Bible. And uh, I'm not going to lecture you, Celeste, on the Bible uh, or Bible study, but uh, the two greatest sins in the Bible were miscegenation, which is race mixing, and homosexuality. Uh, a lot of people don't understand uh, the flood in Noah's day. The reason that Noah and his family were spared was they were the only people left that hadn't tainted their blood uh, with non-white uh, blood. Uh, that is why they uh, were saved. So uh, as a Klansman, um, I consider miscegenation as a sin. Uh, we are not to mix races. Um, God didn't intend us uh, to mix races. Uh, even in uh, even in nature, like a, a squirrel and a chipmunk, uh, they're closely related, but they don't breed. Uh, now, I know uh, the church uh, that I don't atten attend it because uh, it is in uh, Harrison, Arkansas, uh, but the, the sermons are put on YouTube every week. Uh, I know um, uh, the church I attend uh, doesn't allow uh, non-whites to attend. Uh, you know, it's tough when, because now I don't know uh, your full situation, Celeste, and it's none of my business. Uh, I don't know how old uh, your children are, uh, but it, we'll use uh, white and black people. Uh, if a white woman uh, uh, has kids to a black man, uh, those kids are predominantly black. They may be a little lighter shade. Uh, but that uh, uh, the gene, I guess you would call it, uh, to the black is dominant. And when a woman has children, and, you know, many women don't think about it, or men. Uh, there are men, uh, actually, that, uh, you know, don't have uh, white wives. And the child uh, really suffers. It puts them in a tough spot because they are neither white and they are uh, neither black. So, you know, it makes uh, a, a child confused. Uh, you know, you ask about um, teaching your children uh, white pride. Uh, most definitely do, uh, Celeste. But don't be surprised that uh, they outgrow uh, their pride of being white. Uh, now, depending on how they're raised, and I say that because, um, and I always use black people uh, as an example, because they they actually show uh, their traits. 
you know, if you have, uh, if you are in an area that has one black person, uh, he will act as white as uh, can be until another black friend of his shows up. Uh, then they're ghetto. So, you know, uh, it, it puts the, the child in uh, a predicament. Uh, they don't really identify, and uh, I, I don't know uh, how old your children are, but uh, don't be surprised uh, if you teach uh, your children white pride. Uh, don't be surprised if they don't end up turning their back on it. Uh, you know, I don't know if the father uh, still has contact with children. Uh, you know, they may uh, have white culture in your home, but if they get visiting time with the father, uh, they're not. Uh, so it's it's going to be tough, uh, Celeste, definitely. Uh, but like I said, um, email the show, and I will find uh, talk to some people that I know, because I know people from uh, many different uh, organizations uh, that... Uh, uh, may be able to help you. Now, like I said, uh, the organization I'm in, you, know, you can support, uh, but you, you wouldn't qualify uh, as a member. And it, it, it's a shame. Uh, I mean, you, you're a white woman, and, uh, you know, uh, the propaganda in America is the downfall of many people, and men as well, Uh TV today, and this is all pushed by the Jews. Uh, this is what the Jews want. The Jews want to eliminate white people. And how they'll do it is to either have them turn queer or have a uh, mixed-race society to where pretty soon the white people die out and you have a country full of uh, uh, mixed-breed people. Uh, this is brought on by the Jew, and how they do that, one of the ways, the biggest way is through TV. Uh, Celeste, I don't know how old you are. Uh, I don't know what year you may have graduated high school. Uh, I don't know how old your children are. So I don't know how um, indoctrinated uh, you may be. And by indoctrination, I mean what you were taught in school, um, uh, on TV today, uh, commercials. Uh, there isn't a commercial anymore left that's just white people in that commercial. Uh, they mix race commercials, the ones that aren't homosexual commercials. Uh, they show, a say, a white dad with a black mother with Chinese kids that they adopted sitting around uh, the dinner table. You know, uh, younger people that don't remember what life was like years ago, to this, uh, they see this on TV and they think it is normal. They think it's okay, because this is the life they're shown. Uh, and it's uh, a, a tricky uh, ploy uh, that the Jews have uh, uh, established. 
uh, because the Jews most definitely do own Hollywood. Um, and you see what a lot of them, uh, the uh, pedophilia uh, within some of the big, uh, pe- big name people uh, in Hollywood, uh, it's a shame. Uh, but anyhow, Celeste, thank you for uh, your voice message. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I enjoy answering questions for people. So, um, you know, uh, I will check into some other organizations, and you email the show. Uh, I'll give you the email uh, right now. Uh, RBK311 at ProtonMail.com. That is the show's uh, email. Or you can call the show and leave a voice or a text message. I don't answer that phone uh, unless, uh, you know, it's something important. You can call that number. Uh, I won't answer it. You can leave a voice message there or a text message. And uh, uh, you can let me know the information that I find, uh, how you want me to relay that to you. I can relay that to you through a text message or uh, the email to the show. But I definitely will um, see uh, what I can do to help you. Uh, And like I said, I don't know, uh, Celeste, uh, your background, and that isn't necessary. Uh, I'm not trying to pry uh, into your life. Uh, I am actually trying uh, to help you. So um, let me check into it. Uh, I'll see what I can find out. And uh, you email the show. Uh, I'll email you back uh, what I find out. Uh, Because uh, uh, surely, um, like, I don't know how uh, you ended up on white man. Uh, Like I said, if you're indoctrinated, this is what you've seen, uh, maybe from a child up uh, uh, in in the school systems and things uh, to where it's made normal, uh, but it definitely is not. Uh, I can uh, even give you uh, information, uh, which I won't hear on the show, uh, because I want to do a couple uh, news articles, but I really wanted to put your message here on the show in case there are other people uh, in the same predicament. Uh, They can hear what I have to say about it. Now, uh, if you email the show, I can point you into the direction to find uh, where I get uh, my beliefs from. Uh, I am a Christian identist, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I definitely will try to help. And thank you for uh, reaching out uh, to the Rust Belt Klansman. Okay, uh, let's get into some news here this evening. Uh, here, here we go again. Uh, this comes from abcnews.go.com. The headline: News found at Stanford University prompts hate crime probe. Why is it every time a piece of rope is found somewhere, uh, like Bubba Wallace uh, crying noose in his uh, uh, NASCAR garage, and it was a pull cord 
to close his garage door that hung there for 10 years. Uh, Bubba Wallace pulled this crap uh, right after Jussie Smollett uh, perpetrated a hate crime uh, and had two white people beat him up, uh, which he's a homosexual. I'm sure one would have sufficed. (laughs) But uh, anyhow, it's a piece of rope, people. A piece of rope. And, you know, uh, these articles, they put this out here because everybody associates the news with the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, Let me tell you something. Uh, The news was used in the Wild West. The news was used by other people than the Ku Klux Klan. It used to be a form of execution. Uh, You know, uh, there are white people that hung from a noose as capital punishment. Uh, You know, it kills me. A hate crime over a piece of rope. Uh, A hate crimes investigation has been launched at Stanford University after a noose was found hanging in a tree outside a student residence hall, (coughs) officials said. Uh, It was the third time in four years that a noose has been discovered on the Palo Alto, California campus, and the second since November, according to university officials. Uh, How do they know? Maybe it was a trap. Maybe there was a squirrel. Uh, And what do they call those uh, traps? Uh, There's a name for them. Uh, They get caught, you know, in the news. Who knows? Why Why a hate crime? Who knows what it was for? Uh, maybe it was uh, holding down a tarp on someone's pickup truck, and maybe the rope snapped and ended up in the tree. Who knows? Uh, Susie Brubaker Cole, the school's vice provost for student affairs, and Patrick Dunkley, vice provost for the institutional equity, access, and community, issued a joint statement condemning the act. Condemn it when you don't even know what it is. Uh, Just like Bubba Wallace, the NAACP, all over it, all over it. And then as soon as it was found out it was a garage door uh, thing to pull the garage door down, you didn't hear a damn thing about it after that. Uh, You don't even hear a damn thing about Bubba Wallace anymore. And actually, for uh, him perpetrating a a fake hate crime, uh, his ass should have been kicked out of NASCAR, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Here you go. You find they find a noose and there's a hate crime uh, uh, investigation. Yet Bubba Wallace, uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, you know, if, if they're black and they commit uh, or perpetrate a fake hate crime, uh, they're not punished. And, you know, when you see, there's two uh, black men, well, one a pansy, I don't know about the other one, uh, but are hate crimes uh, that low that uh, they have to make them up? Think about it. Why would why would they have made that up? If America is so racist against black people, 
Why would they have to make up a crime and say white people did it? You know, they get caught every time because they're stupid. Uh, that's that 70 average IQ. Uh, they're too stupid to pull anything off. Yet, uh, so ignorant and arrogant of people. Uh, but anyhow, back to this story. Uh, we cannot state strongly enough that a noose is a reprehensible symbol of anti-black racism and violence that will not be tolerated on our campus. As a community, we must stand united against such conduct and those who perpetrate it, Brubaker, Cole, and Dunkley wrote in the statement to the Stanford Daily uh, Student Newspaper. Now, if this was a white person that put that noose in the tree, if it was in front of a uh, dormitory, uh, that white person would have to know that that dormitory is majority black. If it wasn't, why would you hang a noose in the tree outside this particular place? This tells me that it is probably a bunch, the dormitory is full of a, a bunch of black thugs. And one of them put the noose in the tree uh, just to cause an uproar, get to their 15 minutes of fame. Now, uh, you see the TikTok uh, videos, uh, uh, the YouTube channel, the uh, wannabe rappers. Uh, I was doing my live show uh, on an app, Podbean, and uh, you, you went to the live shows, and I'll bet you there was a dozen black preachers. Uh, Any time you got on there, at least a dozen black uh, preachers, uh, just uh, rambling on. Uh, so, uh, as long as it seems like, as long as uh, black people get 15 minutes of fame, and it, this, that's why I say they're so stupid, it doesn't matter how they get their 15 minutes of fame. Just like Jesse Smollett, just like Bubba Wallace. Uh, they'll concoct a fake uh, hate crime just to get the spotlight on them. Uh, you, you know, you got your famous, uh, so-called famous rappers that brag about being on TikTok. How many followers they have uh, on YouTube? How many followers they have? And, you know, they actually believe that they are a celebrity. In their mind, uh, they are a celebrity. They will do anything to get 15 minutes of fame. Absolutely anything. And that's... a. a We'll wait and see. I'll have to follow this story. This would not surprise me at all if it wasn't a black thug perpetrating a fake crime. God forbid they're in college for an education. Uh, you know, many uh, 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 black people, black men, anyhow, go to college to get a uh, to tr to try to make it into basketball or football. It's not to learn anything. That's that's why uh, if you've watched a football game, which I no longer watch it when uh, they started taking a knee to this and that and uh, all the uh, uh, white players' ass kissing and things like that, I was done with it. 
I didn't watch a lot of football to begin with, but I absolutely did. Uh, but, you know, when at, at the end of a game, uh, how the reporters will run up to them uh, and ask them a question. And I'll tell you what, I think a kindergartner could have put a sentence together easier than some of these uh, uh, sports players. Uh, now, of course, uh, just like boxers, they will blame that on uh, too many raps to the head. Football, they'll say too many raps to the head. Uh, basketball, too many uh, uh, hits to the floor. Uh, get real. Uh, he was stupid long before he uh, uh, hit the floor. He was stupid before uh, you ever got a concussion. But it's an excuse. Just like the excuse of mental health. Uh, as soon as a black person is caught doing anything wrong, right away they have a mental health problem. Which, um, uh, I don't think you would classify, or I don't think you would classify retardation as a mental health. Uh, uh, but they use the excuse mental health for being retarded. Uh, and this is, I, I believe that's what's going on here. Uh, the noose was discovered at about 7.45 p.m. Sunday, hanging on a tree outside Branner Hall, an undergraduate uh, residence hall, and was reported to the university's Department of Public Safety, school officials said. Uh, so there, you know, why didn't they just pull it out of the tree and throw it in the garbage? Oh, they had to report it. Here's their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, campus police immediately launched a hate crimes investigation that included interviewing maintenance staff, students, and school staff in an effort to narrow down a time frame for the incident and identify a suspect or suspects, according to a statement at the Stanford's Protected Identity Harm Reporting website. Uh, it was not immediately clear if any campus security video captured the culprit hanging the noose. Brubaker, Cole, and Dunkley thanked the people who saw the noose and reported it to the campus police. Uh, we are sharing this message with the full university community so that everyone is informed and we can move forward as one committed to ending anti-black racism, Brubaker, Cole, and Dunkley said in their statement. It was the second news found on the campus in six months. On November 29th, a student reported seeing two long cords that appeared to be fashioned into a noose hanging from a tree along a campus walking trail. Campus police investigated the incident but could not determine if the cords were deliberately fashioned into a noose or were just part of an abandoned swing or rope ladder, according to school officials. In July of 2019, campus police investigated the discovery of a noose near a residence for summer students. No arrests have been made in any of the incidents. Uh, so there they were telling you about all of these uh, instances of nooses, and at the end of the story, then they tell you, uh, well, they weren't sure. They weren't sure if it was a... Uh, uh, racially motivated crime. Uh, let's see, what do we have next? Oh, here you go. Speaking of schools, 
this comes from the news source GoToTutors.com. The headline to this is, Texas considers overturning law that allows immigrant children to attend school. See, this is why you have so many uh, non-whites in the school system, uh, you know, wasting time and space to try to educate uneducatable people. Uh, you know, uh, they can spend 16 years in school in a 12-year uh, educational program. They spend 16 years in it and come out with no more intelligence than a third grader. You know, they could just go to school for uh, three years, uh, graduate them out of the third grade, because that's as far as they're going. Uh, I said that many times. Uh, some some races can't even uh, conquer or master the English language. Yeah, I mean, did do nothing. What I did, who her, and the list goes on and on. And this is adults. This is uh, ones that went through a 12-year education, but it took them 16 years to get through that 12-year education. And they come out talking uh, like a, a third grader. Uh, this one here, uh, as public education faces funding, enrollment, and staffing issues, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is now considering overturning a 40-year court ruling that requires states to provide taxpayer-funded schooling to illegal immigrant children. Taxpayer funded. That's that's me and you, people. Paying to uh, attempt to educate uh, the uneducatable. It's, it's throwing your tax dollars away. And number one, illegal immigrant children. You know, and there's probably some bleeding hearts out there that are saying right now, well, the stoop-de-doops deserve an education. No, they don't. They're not citizens. Why should our tax pay of tax dollars go to pay for illegal immigrant education? You know, I've often said it. Why do they even call it illegal immigrants or illegal immigration? Because that is the one time if the word illegal is in front of immigrant, uh, immigration, it means nothing. The word illegal means absolutely nothing. Now, you and I as white people, uh, if we go out and we do something wrong, uh, when we get in front of the judge, we sure find out what illegal is, don't we? But when it comes to these third-world, deplorable, de degenerate, disease-carrying filth, with no moral val values, no family values, the word illegal means nothing. Uh, let's not forget, here's how a lot of drugs come across the border. Sex traffickers, gangs... Uh, so until uh, uh, these little twerps 
become gangbangers or sex traffickers, uh, your tax dollars are paying for them to uh, get an education. Uh, United States public schools receive funding from the federal government, state government, and even some local government policies. Despite this, the system is experiencing many difficulties as party politics and lockdown recovery continue to stifle success rates. Uh, I don't know if you're talking about success rates in the uh, non-white uh, student population, but what the hell does uh, the lockdown uh, have to do with uh, a stoop-de-doop still being a stoop-de-doop uh, when they graduate? And, you know, I, I did a uh, article I hear several weeks ago, uh, some parents in New York were suing the school district. They had a black child that graduated and couldn't even read. See, this is, this is what happens when you lower the standards in public education that the little Tobies in school can look as smart as the white kids and it's dumbing down the white kids, they can't reach their potential. You know, if someone can't keep up okay, that that you know, that would be like um uh okay, say on track and field. And they had uh a line of runners, say ten, and the fastest one that was out in the lead burning these other people on the track. Is he going to stop and wait for them to catch up? This is pretty much what's happening in uh, public education. Education has stopped to allow the little Tobies to catch up, but, you know, uh, they're as caught up as they're going to get by third grade. They're not going any further. They show it by their actions, their behaviors, their culture. So that means uh, your your white child uh, is going to come out uh, with a third third grade education as well. Uh, Texas has the second highest population of undocumented immigrants in the country, only surpassed by California. New York is the it's a state with the third highest undocumented illegal population in America. Both New York and California have been known to host more liberal immigration policies. They also imposed the most restrictions on their citizens during the 2020 and 2021 and have seen some of the sharpest enrollment drops. Governor Greg Abbott understands these new difficulties and stated, the challenges put on our public systems is extraordinary. Uh, New York City schools experienced a 4.5% reduction in student enrollment in 2021. Uh, by the start of 2022, the entire state witnessed further losses. 75% of schools in New York have further enrollment drops reaching up to 10%, less students in some districts. In California, 2.6% of students left during the 2020 the, yeah, the 2020-2021 school year, followed by a 1.8% drop for the current school year. 
both California and New York experienced historic population declines in 2020. I wonder why. I wonder why you'd have uh, pro, uh, uh, population declines in California and New York. Huh, maybe that's because the scumbags are moving in. The white people don't want to live with the scumbags. That's, that's why uh, people are moving from them places. Uh, you know, in America today, uh, uh, people are naturally uh, segregating. Whites are leaving the cities, and blacks are uh, leaving the rural areas. Whites are going to the rural areas. Blacks are going to the cities. Uh, it's natural segregation. Uh, races are not to mix. Period. It's kind of like a uh, uh, a magnet. You put the two ends of the magnet together, and it pushes pushes away. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Uh, it was Texas that sued the federal government over having to pay to educate illegal immigrant children. Uh, a bear that burden of paying for students whose families are not paying into the system. How many undocumented ch undocumented children have entered the public school system is difficult to record. But over one million people in Texas are estimated to be undocumented. Of that, at least 107,000 were children 16 and under in 2019. Governor says it costs about $7,500 to educate each student annually. Based on the population alone, paying for the education of 107,000 non-citizen children would cost the state over $800 million in the Trump era. Uh, now that the Biden administration is in power and continually overlook the border crisis, which is seeing the highest illegal crossings in decades, it is safe to say that the undocumented student population has likely grown between 2020 and 2022. During his uh, presidential campaign, Biden instructed Ill illegal immigrants to surge to the border. He also told them that if they feel the need to leave their homelands, that they should come. Uh, now that he is in office, come they have. But the White House has offered no aid to border states like Texas, which are overwhelmed and unable to take on the federal government's challenge. It is this very reason that Greg Abbott is working to involve the federal government in his state's uh, serious illegal immigration issue which has led to public schools funding problems, among others. Whether the courts will rule in favor of Governor Greg Abbott and the people of Texas concerns many taxpayers. Plenty of parents are fed up with the public school system if their tax money continues to be taken to educate children whose families did not come here legally and do not pay into the system that everyone else is expected to pay into, not only does it directly harm American citizens, but also the very system that their money is used to support. If Texas is forced to keep paying for the education of undocumented children as inflation increases, gas prices rise, and movements to defund public school uh, rage on, 
it may go bankrupt like many other institutions throughout the United States. That's um, uh, the leftist agenda. Uh, they want a, a new America where we as whites uh, in our own country aren't uh, aren't welcome. Okay, this will be we'll end the show with this article. Uh, you you hear me do a lot of articles about the school systems, and uh, recently I did a couple uh, articles. Uh, about uh, tampons and uh, feminine napkins being put into uh, elementary schools, boys' bathrooms. Uh, you know, it's not just uh, that side of being attacked. This article comes from GoToTutors.com. And the headline to this is, Middle School Reportedly installed urinals in a girl's bathroom. Uh, you know, doesn't, uh, who couldn't put uh, into sense? Uh, also, a few weeks ago, I, th I did a article about New Jersey prison system where uh, two female inmates got pregnant. Uh, it wasn't by staff. It was by another inmate. Uh, in New Jersey, uh, all a man has to do is say he is a woman, and they are put into a women's facility. They don't have to show any records of uh, taking hormones. Uh, they don't have to show that they don't have a penis anymore. Nothing. Just say it. Uh, all they got to do is uh, say they're a woman and they get put into uh, a women's facility. Now, how many guys that would know this wouldn't say that they are a female, even though they are heterosexual, they're going to say they're females so they can be put in with females. Let's face it, it's true. So, there, uh, two women in a New Jersey prison, women's facility, got uh, pregnant to an inmate. What do they think here by putting urinals in a girl's bathroom? Uh, this has to be for uh, 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 transgender, which is a homosexual. Transgenders, boys with penises, can go into the girls' bathroom around the girls. Uh, whoever thought that bathrooms would be such a high focus this year in pu public education? More than ever before, schools face a great divide between students' degrees of academic levels. Not only that, but there is also a reported teacher shortage crisis throughout the nation. But with politics driving a knife through the state of public education heavily this year, 
girls' bathrooms are the center of talk amid transgender rights debates. Now, allegedly, that debate leads to a question of, for, of whether or not urinals are being placed inside girls' bathrooms. Libs of TikTok shared the information that has swept across the Internet on May 8th. Uh, the popular account, which now has over 1.2 million followers, shared a picture of an alleged urinal found by a parent inside a girl's bathroom at a middle school in Pennsylvania. Uh, some users decried the account for sharing the photo, asking for proof. Libs of TikTok responded with a link to the source of the claims. This is the girl controversy in Harrisburg 100, the conservative Pennsylvania news site that has previously been caught up in credibility scandals that were brought to light by a BuzzFeed publication. But still, this story probably have a creation as its source information coming from a middle school parent. According to the reports, a parent discovered the urinal inside the girls' bathroom of the Upper Perky Perkyomen Middle School in East Greenville, Pennsylvania. The parent told the news outlet that she was shocked to find the urinal and that it caused her to leave the training event she was attending in tears. According to Harrisburg 100, it is a growing issue inside bathrooms of schools throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, the article alleges the girls' bathroom and even the boys have been urged to become more inclusive inside Pennsylvania schools for quite some time. Reportedly, a parent found a random piece of literature inside a textbook that advocates for gender-neutral class restrooms. It says that the school that offer only male or female bathrooms makes some students feel unwelcome. Opponents to such gender-neutral bathrooms argue quite the opposite. They feel that allowing a natural-born boy to use a girl's bathroom can make uh, female students uncomfortable. These adversaries often say it also puts students at more risk of sexual abuse or assault. It absolutely does. And since when and why would America cater to the homosexual? It is a sin. That is a sin that any Christian can agree on. That homosexuality is a sin. Uh, if you are, if you claim to be a Christian and you think it's okay, then I got news for you: uh, you're far from Christian. Uh, you're following the wolf. You better get the hell out as quick as you can. Uh, those in favor of making girls' restrooms more gender neutral friendly say just the opposite. They feel that barring transgender students the right to use the bathroom with which they identify puts in the use of bathrooms, creating a problem that might not even exist. As of now, the upper uh, Perky Oatman uh, Middle School, nor the school district, has made any comments about the claims of the urinal found inside the girls' bathroom. Well, you know, if there are not any comments about you can believe then it's true. Because this school system, if somebody made up a story like that, uh, they'd have jumped on it to deny the claims. So, you know, if they're keeping their trap shut, then you know it's true. Uh, true or not, it is part of a concern driving politics throughout America this year. Several states have already banned transgender athletics, and some are now taking aim at their bathroom access as well. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I love doing stories where uh, 
politicians or individual citizens or individual organizations, uh, individual companies are taking a stand against uh, having to cater to the homosexual. Uh, you know, uh, we should not be forced to have to deal with this. Uh, with that, uh, folks, I'm going to uh, close out that uh, close up the show for this evening. I will be back here uh, on Tuesday, May 17th, at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on White Pride Radio. Uh, look me up on uh, Facebook and VK. Uh, my name is Paul Brown. Uh, there are many Paul Browns on there, though. Uh, mine is a profile picture of myself. And below the profile picture in the uh, bio, uh, it says, Knights Party National Office Administration. That is me. Uh, if you can't find me, uh, email the show, and I will mail email you back my ID link uh, for Facebook or VK or both, uh, whichever you want. Now, if you find me, shoot me a, a friend request, uh, and uh, I, I will answer that. Uh, Celeste, I want to thank you again for uh, your inquiry to the show this evening. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I like to answer uh, folks' questions. Uh, so like I said, and I'm going to give this email again uh, for everyone, uh, you can email news articles, uh, thoughts, concerns, uh, add your two cents to something. Uh, whatever you want to get off of your chest, you can email straight to the Rust Belt Klansman at rbk311 at protonmail.com. RBK is all capital letters. That is rbk311 at protonmail.com. Uh, you can also call into the show, area code 412-254-6226. Uh, leave a voice or a text message. Uh, you can text that number as well. Um, I won't uh, be answering the phone, uh, but I do uh, promise you that I listen to uh, each and every uh, voice message and text message that comes into the show. And if it is something uh, that needs addressed, or uh, something uh, that you need answered, uh, I will definitely uh, text you back uh, with that answer. Uh, uh, just like uh, uh, Celeste with the uh, voicemail, I will see what I can find out there. Uh, I try to help uh, anybody I possibly can in our fight uh, for our white country for our rights, uh, so uh, send it in. Uh, my white brothers and sisters out there, until Thursday, or till Tuesday, I guess this is Thursday, until Tuesday, May 17th, stay safe, take care of each other, and stand shoulder to shoulder. Uh, folks, we're all we have. Uh, we only have each other. We don't have a government that uh, we as whites can feel safe. Uh, uh, America's children can't feel safe if they are white uh, in uh, public schools. Uh, so, you know, uh, we need to band together and uh, take care of each other. Uh, I say that at the end of uh, every show, uh, and I mean it. 
uh, because uh, uh, we're in dire straits here in America. We need to uh, uh, stand up and, and fight this stuff. Uh, and as always, uh, fight it legally. There are ways to make change without violence. I do not condone vigilante violence. Uh, people that commit vigilante violence, they get caught, they get put in jail, they get put in prison, and then guess what? You're sidelined. You're out of the game. Then you are no help. Then you are no help to our race. So, uh, people, you know, you can call your state representatives or email your state representatives. Um, uh, press releases uh, uh, come out from the Knights Party every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, go to www.kkknationaloffice.com. Uh, first thing you'll see when you hit that site is uh, the press releases. Uh, if it is a, a, a press release that pertains to something in your area or in your state, copy and paste that uh, press release and email it to uh, your state representatives, your mayors, uh, whoever. Uh, utilize what is out there. Utilize what is put out there to help to make change. Uh, you know, th this isn't done for, uh, you know, uh, entertainment. Um, I stay busy. Uh, I do something for our race uh, every day, uh, every day. Sometimes uh, from the time my eyes are open in the morning until they close at nighttime. This is what needs done. Uh, and you have to be persistent. Uh, you know, you can't uh, uh, just have uh, on and off days and uh, uh, claim to be a white nationalist or, uh, you know, a patriot. Uh, you, there are no off days. There are none. Uh, I don't take a day off uh, because uh, I am trying to reach my white brothers and sisters. Uh, as always... From the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, the Invisible Knight, White Power! <laughs> <laughs>